0: Well, today we are finishing up our series on the nature of love. The nature of love. And I'm titling this last message, um, and, I, and I'm, I'm titling it on purpose this way to leave you with this thought, that all through 2014, I believe God wants you to develop in your thinking and understanding of what it means to walk in love. To walk in it. We know as we've taught this, I think, I think this is my fifth message on this. It may be sixth. I didn't even look. But uh, in, in all of these messages that we've taught on the nature of love, we've, throughout each of the messages, we've made the point that God is Love. So the reason I've titled this whole series, The Nature of Love, is because God isn't just somebody that loves well, God is love, it's His nature, it's everything that He is, He's not anything but love. And so as you read passages of scripture that talk about love, it's talking about God Himself. It's not talking about something that he tries to do. Well, you know, God walked in love yesterday, but today, you know, man, there was some stuff that happened and he just, you know, got out of love. It's impossible. It's impossible for God to walk out of love. One of the great things is, is that you and I are empowered with his nature. If you're born of the Spirit of God, one of the benefits of being born again is the power that we have to make right choices and to do what's right. The power and the ability doesn't mean that we always make right choices and do everything right. And and the devil, and there is a devil, there's a, there's a you know, there's a, there's a Luke and Darth mentality, you know. I mean, I mean they got that from the Bible to create the Star Wars books. I mean cuz nothing's original. Nobody just came up with Star Wars and Luke and Dar- and Darth Vader concept came from the Bible. And we get deceived, people get deceived into thinking because we maybe spend a little bit more time watching Star Wars movies, and we spend in the Word to get revelation from the Word, and so we kind of think that's the way it is, that God and the devil are like this, and they're battling with each other, you know, and hopefully at the end, God will win out. Well, the truth is, God's already won. Amen? He's already won. It's not like this, it's, and it's not even like this. It's like this. <laughs> I mean, I mean and, that, and that's where it's at you know but, but to think that we've been empowered with the ability to act just like God to do exactly what God would do in every situation to think that we've been empowered with that and yet and yet the enemy works overtime because the only ability that he has to be successful where our lives are concerned is convincing us that we really don't have that power and we really don't have that ability. And convincing us that our mistakes disqualify us. Because if, you, if he has you walking around meditating on your mistakes, and listen, if it was easy, if it was easy... To not be moved by your mistakes or even even blaming other people and being moved by their mistakes. If that was easy to do, everybody'd be doing it. We'd We'd live in a world like the song that we sang at the end today. We'd live in a world where heaven was totally manifested on the earth. You know, there's been a lot of songs written through the years. Been a lot of songs that people have written about love, that, you know, love makes the world go round, it does. You know, that love is the answer to everything, there's a lot of songs and a lot of words in songs that talk about how that love is the answer to everything, and it is, It, it, it absolutely is. But we've got to understand the title, the subtitle of my message today is, you know, Developing love, but we got to know what to develop. Hell, I'm just going to try to be. You know, try doesn't do it. You know, one of Yoda's greatest quotes is, try, I mean, do or do not, no trying. That's Yoda's quote. Do or don't do. But there's no such thing as trying. Because you'll always be unsuccessful when you try. You either do it or you don't do it. And if you do it, you do it until you get it. Amen? You do what? You do kindness until you become kind. Well, I tried. (laughs) I tried, but they did this. I gave it a shot, but you know what? It just doesn't work for me. No? No, I've said that. <laughs> I've said it, but it doesn't work. So, just gonna give you a few verses of scripture that I want you to look at today. Amen? Because love is the answer to everything. Um So I'm going to give you a number of different quotes that I want you to think about. Turn to Ephesians 5 if you have a Bible or just watch it on the screen. Ephesians chapter 5. We're going to look at verse 1 and 2. To to walk in love is the highest spiritual realm that there is. It's the highest realm of spiritual life, I'll say that, not, not the highest Spiritual realm. There's not, there's only one high spiritual realm and it's God's realm, right? And love is the height of spirituality to walk in the love of God. Um, In Ephesians 5 and verse 1, it says, Therefore be imitators of God as dear children, walk in love as Christ also. Has loved us and given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling aroma. So so what we're saying is that we've got to learn what needs to be developed is learning how to walk the way he walked. How many in here you've ever read the gospels? Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, lift you, just lift your hand up, okay? Most of you have read the Gospels. Uh, I'm just going to challenge you in 2014 to find some time to read all four of those. Because I promise you, I promise you, especially those of you that have read the Gospels before, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, they're pretty long chap- you know, books, and a lot of the chapters are long. But I promise you, this year, if you will read those four books, you will read things that you didn't even know was in there. Because what will happen is, you'll read something with greater understanding and revelation than what you've ever had before. And the Gospels are like the high court. They are what's been recorded of the life of Jesus. And when we read about the high court decisions of life that come through the ministry of Jesus, all the Bible is is God-breathed and God-ordained. But these are the words of Jesus when he was on the earth. And And the Great Commission, what was involved in the Great Commission was to go make disciples and remind every disciple that you make what I said and the more you read the gospels the more you'll have an understanding of what he said and what he thinks about life and you and I as we remember and we understand in a greater way the things that he said what will happen is we'll begin to understand how he walked how he had compassion on people who he treated well and who he was frustrated and aggravated and didn't have much patience for. We'll begin to understand how to love people that don't know God instead of judging people like there's something wrong with them because they do things as a result of not knowing God. I mean, if you don't know God and you don't have the understanding of God whatsoever and you do stupid things, I mean, you know, that's just normal. Right? And Jesus said so. In fact, All the people that had issues in their life, they all flocked toward him. They all did. Why? Because he accepted them. He accepted them just like they were. Right? So I'm saying to you, this year, if you'll read the Gospels, I told you I was going to give you a couple of challenges today, and that's one of them, about reading the Gospels this year and learning how he walked and then imitate him. Well, Jesus did that, so I'm going to do it right so look at acts chapter 7 i'm going to say a couple things that are i think will be kind of interesting to you i'm going to read a couple of stories that are fairly interesting because what we're talking about is Developing the love of God, but what do we develop? What what are the keys of development? And you know, I could give you seventy-eight things that you need to develop in 2014, and you know, you'll you'll remember three of them and forget the rest. So I'm just going to give you a couple things this year to really focus on and make part of your life in in, in this year where love is concerned and where developing love is concerned. In in Acts chapter seven. Um, this, is the, this is the account of the death of Stephen. He was, he was stoned to death, and, and, and this is the account. Um, <clears throat> you and I, a couple things to think about. You and I were given the same spirit as Jesus the same spirit that lived in jesus is the same spirit that lives in you and i so we have we have a responsibility with that spirit to do something with what the spirit of god is saying and doing inside of us we've got to you know there's a, there's a responsibility and and understanding of what the spirit of god is wanting to get over to us the Spirit of God doesn't just exist and He's not just something that you feel, you know, when you hear a good worship song and you feel goosebumps. The Spirit of God is a real person and He's talking to us. And there are things that you and I have a responsibility to hear because the Spirit of God is reminding us of everything that Jesus said. That was part of the Great Commission. Next Sunday morning and night, when we cast vision, we're going to talk about Great Commandment and the Great Commission. And and again, part of the Great Commission was, as you're making disciples, remind people of what he said. Then people become followers of Jesus and not followers of you. Right? So remind people what Jesus said. We see this account of, of Stephen, and let me just read these few verses, starting with verse um, 54. When they heard these things, they were cut to the heart, and they gnashed at him with their teeth. I don't know what gnashing with their teeth is. Something. But he, being full of the Holy Spirit, Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, but he, being full of the Holy Spirit, gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. And he said, Look, I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. Then they cried out with a loud voice. They stopped their ears And ran at him with one accord. And they cast him out of the city and they stoned him. And the witnesses laid down their clothes at the feet of a young man named Saul, who would eventually become the Apostle Paul. And they stoned Stephen as he was calling on God and saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Then he knelt down, Stephen, before he had died, and he cried out with a loud voice, Lord, do not charge them with this sin. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. What he said right at his last breath, who else said that? Jesus Christ. Right. So, so here he's being, he's being stoned. And, and maybe maybe more than likely, hopefully not, you haven't been you know potentially stoned to death literally here in America yet <laughs> uh, but but maybe people have stoned you with words maybe people have said things to you and done things to you with their words, maybe they've been ugly and and hard and 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 maybe maybe they've said things and got other people on their side and come against you and done things and said things that to you or about you. Maybe, maybe so. And what the Spirit of God on the inside of you is going to always reveal to you is what he said. So here's Stephen. I don't, I don't know how many weeks or even maybe a couple of months after the day of Pentecost, however, however long this was in chapter 7 here. Here's Stephen, full of the Holy Ghost, full of the Holy Ghost. Now let me ask you this, where did Stephen get full of the Holy Ghost? The only account that we have of his life is he got full of the Holy Ghost, serving. I wonder where he learned about that. Jesus said, the greatest leaders are the greatest servants. Hmm. Who do you serve? The only way to serve is when you're doing it for somebody else. Right? Then Jesus said, no greater love does any man have than he lay down his life for his friends. And he called all of us bunch of sinners, friends. (laughs) not the people that do good to you because he constantly taught see that's why when you read through the gospels what you're going to read what you're going to come across is things i used to come across when i first got born again and i went man that doesn't even make sense i'll just skip over that and get to the good stuff you know the things like love your enemies do good to those who despitefully use you those who harm you those who say ill things against you love those people because then jesus said and remember this is jesus he's the high court Jesus said, what profit is it you 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 do good to people that do good to you? See? And on and on and on. And so, so as as we see what Stephen did, we can use that as an example of what we are going to develop this year. See? Uh, uh, You know, probably by the time you get to your car, Maybe a phone message went off, or maybe you got a tweet, or a text, or a Facebook message, or you got something, and somebody was ugly to you, or said something, or you know, f- frustrated you. By the time you got out the door, uh, all it is is an opportunity to develop. Right? It's an opportunity to develop the love of God, because because listen to me, the only success that you and I will ever have or ever step into real success. Is in living my life, developing the love of God, and developing the nature of love, and understanding what that is. The only place that I'll truly be successful, where my heart is open, and I'm not hiding behind false pretenses, and I'm not hiding behind you know ideas and and, and attitudes and all these kind of things, but I'm free to forgive and to deal with roots of bitterness and things of the past and all that, when I'm free to do that and living and operating in the love of God, there is my true success. There is your true success. And I'll show you this as we just keep looking at scriptures. 1 John 4. 1 John 4. And verse 12. No one has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God abides in us. And his love has been perfected in us. That word perfected is matured, developed. It's it's going from one level to another level. Love must be perfected. It was, it was, love was was given to us to be matured, to be developed, to be moved forward. In verse 16, and we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love, and he who abides in love abides in God and God in him. Love has been perfected among us in this. That we have boldness in the day of judgment because as he is, so are we. There is no fear in love, but perfect or perfected or matured love, watch this, cast out all fear. Because fear involves torment. Fear involves torment of the mind or... All these different ideas that somebody's going to get the best of me or the upper hand on me or somebody's going to, you know, th- their attitude's going to make me look bad or it's going to defeat me. Nobody can defeat you. The only one that can defeat you is you. As a man thinks, it's the way he is. And you think that other people have the power to overcome and, and defeat your life, then they will. You are in that place. But he who fears, watch, in that the end of that verse 18 he who fears has not been perfected in love so my challenge to you this year in reading the gospels is remembering what he said okay and develop the love of god develop what love really is the foundation of all destruction in life is fear fear of failure fear of man Fear of the unknown, fear of whatever it is. You know, usually not fear of the dark. It's the fear of man, the fear of failure, and fear of the unknown. creates all the destruction that happens in life. It's the root. Either directly or indirectly, it's related to fear. And he said, fear is in our lives because love has not been perfected or developed. Well, I tried it. That's the problem talk to Yoda. Fear will destroy you and me. And I know. I, I was ruled by fear in my life. When I came into the kingdom of God right about 18 years old, I was ruled by fear. And fear of a lot of different things. And and. There's a verse of scripture in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 18 or 19 in Matthew 6. It says, if the light that is in you is darkened, then there's a big question. How deep is the darkness that's affecting the light that's in you? And the darkness represents Fear. So the question is, in your and my lives, if there's darkness, if there's fear that's controlling, the question is that we have to ask is how deep and how much is that affecting the light from being able to shine? Because really, you know, in all actuality, the, the, the only real good place for light is darkness, Right? Oh, man, we need light. No, we got light on. But if, if I go back in this room right here, and there's no light on, you know, and, and I'm telling you, you're just going to sit right here, and I'm going to go in the back room, in the, in, in the host room back here, and the, the, there's an easel setting up in there, and I can't see. Bam, bam, you hear me falling and tripping all over kinds of stuff. That, that's the greatest time for light. Ding, right? The greatest time for light to expose is in the midst of darkness. So the question is, how deep does fear go in our lives? And that's what Jesus will remind you of as you allow the word to make the changes inside of you. The sower sows the word. The word exposes darkness, and we begin to get free and set free of things that rule our life. Everybody's got stuff. Everybody's sitting here today. you got some form of fear. If you were born into this world, you were born into fear. But we don't live according to first birth. We have second birth, right? And now we claim the benefits of second birth. We're born into a world that is dominated by fear and uncertainties, not not knowing about what is in the future, not knowing whether things can really change or things can really be right in our lives, not knowing that. But when we got born again, and Jesus Christ became the Savior of our life, and we got baptized in the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit began to work in us where we could hear His voice, He was sent here to help us to overcome anything that you and I face. Whatever it is that we face, we have a helper. And he's here to help us to learn how to overcome the situations that we face. We don't have to stay in fear. We can see fear out, removed, because of perfected love. So as the love of God is perfected, fear has no room. And and all, all we have to do is just stay steady And stay focused and stay consistent and stay developing. Not 15 things, just one thing. Everybody say one thing. thing. Just one thing. Just develop one thing. Just develop one area where you have seen that there's darkness that has not been exposed by the light. And what happens is the love of God, as you begin to practice the love of God, it will begin to expose the darkness and, and it flees. Where you're unkind, start practicing some kindness. you're rude and you got a rude attitude man I'm telling you we live in a society in in, in the United States of America potentially I'm not going to speak it over our nation but I'm just saying potentially we come you know from some rude folk especially in the north No. But we're from Texas. See? Everybody's friendly in Texas. Anyway, I was going to say something else, but I won't. Anyway, that was just a joke. But potentially, we've there's some rude stuff. You know, people have rude attitudes and, and don't even think anything about it. So start practicing. What will happen? <laughs> Who knows? If you won't practice it, you don't know what could happen. Right? So, and and in all of my messages, I've mentioned this passage and just remember this today. I'm going to pull this together and give you the last challenge. Matthew chapter 22, verse 36. They were asking him as he was teaching, he said, teacher, which is the great commandment in the law and Jesus said to him, "You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like it: you shall love your neighbors as you love yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. These two commandments, loving God, loving God and loving people, these two commandments is where everything else hinges." Everything else that's been spoken, prophesied, everything you read from Genesis to Revelation, everything hangs on these two commandments. Learning to love God and what that really means. And then as you love God, what happens is you begin to love yourself. Because when you see yourself through the eyes of God, you don't see yourself in all the excuses and the mistakes you've made. Now you see yourself forgiven. And you see yourself the way God made you, and then you can love your neighbor because then you're not judging your neighbor based on your weaknesses. Right? See, because we judge our neighbor hard on things that we have difficulties with. Well, if they just wouldn't do that. So we love God, we begin to love ourselves and accept ourselves who we are, and the fear of man leaves, and the fear of failure leaves, and the fear of the unknown begins to leave. And then what happens is you can love your neighbor the way you really want to be loved. And that's the key. Go back and read Luke chapter 6, in the Beatitudes. Go back there and read all about what Jesus said about this. But there's one comment he made, and, it's, and you have to get it in the right translation, but I believe this is exactly what he was saying. He said, the way you want people to treat you you take the first step and treat them that way, and then it'll come back to you. Don't wait for people to treat you right, and then you're going to do right. The way you want to be treated, you start treating people that way and developing that, and it'll happen. Amen? So, a couple of verses. I just want you to see this, so you can go and look at it and read it. Romans five five says this. Well, actually, just back up a few verses. Let's go to verse one. Yeah, go to Romans one one. No. Just look at verse 1 of of chapter 5. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulation, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance and perseverance character and character hope. Now, hope does not disappoint. Why? Why? Hope doesn't disappoint because the love of God, hope in the midst of being challenged and walking through difficult times with other people, that's what we're talking about today. Hope never disappoints because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. The love of God, listen, the love of God The love of God is in there. It's in there. It's in there. The love of God has been poured out in your heart by the Holy Spirit. It's in there. And so, if the love of God is in there, then the power to overcome those tribulating times and those difficult times with people will only find its place as you practice what we're going to read in 1 Corinthians 13. And my challenge to you is this. <clears throat> find every translation of 1 Corinthians 13, verse 4 through 8, every translation you can find that relates to things that you know you need to be practicing. There's a lot of really good translations of, of 1 Corinthians 13, which is the, the characteristics of the nature of God, which is love. And, and post those around your house. Put them on your mirror. Put them on your dashboard. You know, put them, put them everywhere. Put them in your bathroom. Put them everywhere that you're going to look and see. And, and make those confessions every day. Take them to work. You know, put them everywhere that you are during the day and make the confession of 1 Corinthians 13, <laughs> verse 4 through 8. And this is what it says. Let's look at it. First Corinthians thirteen, <clears throat> and verse four. Oh, that's not it. <clears throat> and 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 I'll, and, I'll, and and in this challenge, I want you to get this thing that I'm going to give you right here. This this mindset that that needs to be worked in you because it's the mindset that Jesus had, all right? And verse 4, verse 4 and the first word, everybody, is is it up there? 1 Corinthians 4 and 4, the first word, everybody say it with me, love. Okay, everybody say it again. Love, okay? It didn't say Bert or your name, right? It says love does. But where is love? (laughs) We just read it. It's been shed abroad in my heart by the Holy Ghost. So the Holy Spirit, the helper, and my heart and my human spirit are one, and he's the key to being aware of how to make changes and develop love in the midst of unlovely situations. So, love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. It's not puffed up. Verse 5. Does not behave rudely. Love does not seek its own. Love is not provoked. Love thinks no evil. Verse 6. Love does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. Verse 7, love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Verse 8, love never fails. So the only way to truly be successful is for love to be manifested in your life. So, here's my challenge for you. And you're going to have to work this out. And you're going to have to make it say what it needs to say for you. Romans chapter 4 and verse 17 says, that We're to call those things which be not as though they were. Abraham hoped against hope when it appeared that there was no way for there to be manifestation of what God had prophesied 25 years earlier. It says in the New Testament that he grew strong in faith, believing that what God had promised he was able to perform, but it took him 25 years to get to that place. Actually, it took him about 17 years to get to that place. And then it took him another 8 years to see the manifestation. But what happened was God had to be formed inside of him. Who is God? God is love. God had to be formed on the inside of him. And when God became formed on the inside of him, it says he grew strong in faith, believing that what God had promised he was able to perform. The success in 2014 and beyond in your life is tied to the love of God. And and I'm I'm just going to give you an example of what your confession needs to look like. Just an example and you you just do it and you make it happen yourself, okay? But this is what it needs to look like. Verse four, I'm calling those things which be not as though they were. Bert always suffers long and I'm always kind. Because the love of God has been shed abroad in my heart by the Holy Ghost. I never am envious over anything because the love of God has been shed abroad in my heart by the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost is alive and well inside of me. And on and on and on and whatever else that you could say. I do not parade myself. Bird is not puffed up in pride. I do not behave rudely never seeks his own. Why? Because the Holy Ghost has been shed abroad in my heart by, the, by the, the, the love of God has been shed abroad in my heart by the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit is my helper and he's helping me overcome in anything that I face. So I declare today that I am not rude. I don't seek my own. I'm not provoked. I think no evil. I don't rejoice in iniquity or when bad things happen to someone else but I rejoice when right and truth prevail. Bert bears all things, he believes all things, I hope all things, I endure all things, and the love of God that has been shed abroad in my heart never fails, ever, 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 ever. My challenge to you in 2014 is taking 1 Corinthians 13, verse 4 through 8, and make it your own. And call things which, you say, well, you know, Pastor, I can't say that I'm not kind because you don't know what I just said to somebody. It's the best time to say it. What looks like is not out of your life, you begin to declare that it is. Because what I'm what I'm telling you is, is that confession, the confession of the Word of God is what releases the love of God. The confession of the Word begins to release it. You still have to do it, but but it begins to release the awareness. And and the Holy Spirit, what's what's he doing? He's constantly reminding you of what Jesus said and constantly reminding you of the way Jesus walked. We're to be imitators. The first verse that we read today, be imitators of God through Christ Jesus. Seeing how he walked, reading the Gospels, the first challenge I gave you. Second challenge I gave you, As you're reading the Gospels, begin to develop the love of God. And the third one that I gave you today, 1 Corinthians 13, 4-8, begin to confess and make it your own. Put your name in there and and say things. And you know what? All year long as you're making that confession, your confession ought to change from week to week. You ought to add a word here and add a word there. And you know what? I I ought to say this about myself today because the Holy Spirit will keep saying Keep saying that. Keep saying it. Keep saying it. Keep putting it out there. Keep declaring it. Because then you begin to see yourself in a way you've never seen yourself before. You begin to read the Gospels and you know what will happen is you, you got so much out of reading the Gospels one time, you'll read it three times. And then, just let me read this and I'll, I'll end. I, I was going to end, but I wasn't going to read this, but I'm going to read it anyway. Second Peter chapter 1 and verse 3. Second Peter, Chapter One, and verse three, go read it. Chapter uh, Second Peter, One and Three. <clears throat> As his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue, by which have been given to us exceeding great and precious promises that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. But also for this very reason, giving all diligence... Add to your faith virtue, to virtue, knowledge, to knowledge, self-control, to self-control, perseverance, to perseverance, godliness, to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, love. For if these things are yours and abound, you will be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus. Verse 10, therefore, brethren, be even more diligent to make your call and election sure, for if you do these things... If you do these things, you will never stumble. And the Amplified uses the word exercise. Giving all diligence to your, uh, or exercising all diligence to your faith, exercise virtue and to virtue knowledge and exercise knowledge for self-control and self-control for perseverance and perseverance godliness. Where, Where would you exercise those things? With people right? And he said, if you'll do these things, you will never fall. If you'll do these things, you will not live your life barren and unfruitful. You will be fruitful in everything that you do and everything that you set your hand to as you exercise and develop these characteristics. Why? The the, the third verse said, it's the nature of God. It's how God thinks. It's how he operates. And listen, you know, we could, uh, we could all sit here today and say, man, you know, I just really, we could use some ugly words. I'm just really not doing a good job where that's concerned, you know. I'm just really, I'm really failing at that. That's not what God wants you to see in this message today. He wants you to see that you can do it and that you've been empowered to do it. You've got a helper. And you know what? A helper doesn't do it all. A helper helps you do it, right? Holy Spirit won't raise your children for you but he'll give you wisdom and help you do it. Holy Spirit won't get you out of a mess, but he'll help you get out of a mess if you turn toward him. Right? And That's all we have to do. Just turn toward him. Just take a step toward him, and it's amazing the things that will happen and be developed in your life. And man, (laughs) we're set up for success. 2014, promises fulfilled, promotions granted, and increase. By the Spirit of God, more and more, the Scripture says, and our children. More and more, and our children. If he said it, it's so. Amen? Father, we thank you today for your word. We thank you for the great commandment that you, you didn't give us as an option. You gave it to us as a commandment. The great commandment to love you and to learn to love you and develop that love and then to love our neighbor with that love. Today, I thank you, Lord, that your people step into a new realm and a new sphere in their life of practicing love just one step at a time, one instance at a time, one kind act at a time, one unselfish act at a time, one less rude statement at a time. As we practice it, we set ourselves up for success because you just said it. We just read it today. And if you said it, it settles it. But today we believe what you say. We purpose to walk it out. and Purpose to see 2014 as one of the, is the greatest year this point that we've ever seen in our lives because of the seed of your word teaching and revealing us how to walk in love. Today we give you all the praise and the glory, and everybody said amen, and amen.